want to see the kind of industries that are opening up. This is Local Biz Now with Joe Vagnone, where your business matters. Local Biz Now. You have to determine what is working, what isn't working. Joe Vagnone is a respected business broker, helping individuals buy and sell businesses. Joe has successfully owned and operated many companies in a variety of industries. This is Local Biz Now. Biz Now. Because your business matters. And you are absolutely listening to the number one talk business show in all of North Carolina. We are coming to you live from the brand new Burner Cigar Studio, home of the finest premium cigars and cigar smokers in the world. Great people, premium cigars. Life is good at Burner Cigars, located at Burkdale Village. Go on by there, tell them Joe sent you, and your first cigar is on me. That's what I said. Free cigar. Go on by Burners and... uh They'll take care of you. Uh, We hope that we're going to start your week by inspiring, informing, and entertaining you because that's what we do here at WSIC. 105.9 FM, 100.7 FM, 1400 AM. I am Joe Vagnone, and this is Local Biz Now. We've been going strong for well over 10 years. We have over 800 small business owners and community leaders that we have interviewed over the years. We have well over 500 and 50 videos on my sexy YouTube channel. I don't mean that I'm sexy. I mean the channel is sexy. They've done a really nice job of putting together a nice YouTube channel, and they've broken it up into all different sections so you can pick which uh, things you'd like to listen to and watch. A lot of information. Please go to Joe Vagnone, Business Broker, uh, and um, we would appreciate it if you would subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's Joe Vagnone, business broker. For those of you that don't know, after 11 years, shame on me, I am a small business broker. I help people buy and sell small businesses. And I have to remind people, please hear the word small, because that's what I specialize in. There's a lot of great brokers out there with larger businesses. I focus on small businesses. And that's what we try and do here, is talk about small to medium-sized businesses. Um, And uh, today is no separate exception. So if it is WSIC, your business matters. And if it is Local Biz Now, every month we have a new host that uh, carries the show for me. And this month is no exception. Uh, We have an exceptional man. His name is Chuck Cooper. Chuck is the founder of Whitewater Consulting and author of Unprecedented. I have had Chuck on the show before. In fact, um, if you're watching on the book, on the tubes, on the podcast, I'm holding up his book now. Let me tell you something. It is an extraordinary book. I found myself when I first started reading it thinking, oh, this is going to be boring. And then it really turned out to be an exception book, and um, we've had you on the show quite a, quite a few times, and now Julie has has uh, christened you to be uh, the host for the entire month. Chuck, my friend, thank you for being here. It's great to be with you, Joe, and Happy New Year. Thank you, sir. So before we get started, let everybody know, what is Whitewater Consulting? What is it you actually do? 
We are essentially an HR consulting practice that specializes in working with small and mid-sized companies throughout the Carolinas and across the U.S. We really, if you just envision the life cycle of an employee from the applicant to the hiring and the onboarding, um, so the talent acquisition, all the way through uh, the offboarding process, we we have the capabilities of helping our our clients with each of those areas. So a lot of times, right now, as we look at a lot of the work that we are doing, we are helping companies really focus in on uh, the importance of creating their culture. Uh, we're looking at leadership and, and manager training all the way to HR outsourcing solutions and employee benefits. So it's a wide range of services we offer. You know, Chuck, I don't, I don't know if we talked about this uh, last time you were on the show, but years ago, this show started with uh, a buddy of mine, Wayne Bidelman and myself. Uh, he was a he specialized in uh, coaching small business people, and he and I put together a, um, we called it the ultimate um, board. It was a mastermind kind of place. Isn't that what they call them now? Correct. Um, so we, Wayne and I put that together for 11 uh, small business people. I really thought they were going to be asking and wanting to learn about marketing and gross sales and how to operate the business better, right? All of these things Joe's a master at, right? And the number one thing that kept coming up from all 11 of these small business people was personnel issues. It just keeps coming up. It doesn't go away. It, it, all it does, it just changes. And <laughs> yeah. the, the problem is still there. The reality is um, a company is only as successful as the people that they have. They are the greatest asset of the organization. But in a lot of ways, they can also be your greatest liability. And managing that seems easy from afar, right? <laughs> you know, I tell people, I, at the peak of my, my uh, uh, largest business that I owned, I had about 175 employees. That's the most I had, right? Okay. Um, it was a small bunch of sandwich shops in, in different operations, right? So, so they weren't all together in one place like a manufacturing plant. Right. Um, but the truth is, as much as I wanted to treat them one-on-one, -on -one, individually, let's talk to Joe, right? It got to a point, not only could I not do that, they expected process, policies, <laughs> procedures. What's the policy on vacation? Now, I can remember the first time somebody asked me that. I said, policy, you want to take a break? Yeah. Go ahead, take some time off. What, what, what do we mean policy, right? And so there is a time that formality starts. When is that? It really varies, I think, depending on the, the owner of the company. But I think a lot of times there are certain things, for example, an employee handbook that we should start to put in place, things, policies around payroll, around overtime, around uh, your vacation, those type of things, even when you've only got less than a handful of employees. Obviously, once you have five employees and on up, then we start putting in place additional policies as well. But I think for the protection of the business owner, having a, an employee handbook in place, even if it's just the bare minimums, is really it helps to minimize or mitigate the liability that you have as a business owner. Right. Well, I'm getting old because suing an employer used to be hard. It's not anymore. <laughs> All you have to do today is make the accusation and then you have to defend yourself. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, so, right. I am showing my age that I was not afraid of that at the time. But it's also how you wanted to keep a culture 
of fam- or I did at the time of, of family and and if you got a problem, come to Joe. I'm a problem solver. I'll help you do that. Right. Right. There came a point that they no longer wanted that. Not that they questioned whether Joe could solve the problem or not. They didn't want to have to go to Daddy Joe. They wanted to go to Chapter Two, Number Three. This is how we solve this problem. If they went on vacation, you know, this is how they get it. And that's what that's that's ultimately why a lot of times business owners, small business owners especially, will begin to um, put in place. Essentially, they will turn over the HR side of the company to their CFO or to their finance right. team, and ultimately bring in the HR person because they, you could tell I didn't want to do that. <laughs> well, you need you need to delegate and elevate versus uh, getting caught in that. Right, right. So we, uh, we we've only got about thirty seconds. Why did you write this book, uh, Unprecedented? What what made you write that? I wrote the book during COVID, and I, the reason that I wrote it was because there was such a chasm. Um, as someone that was, was growing up in a family-owned business, there was such a chasm in lack of trust between the employers and the employees that I wanted to kind of put together a book written to entrepreneurs and small business owners to help them really be able to have some clarity around, um, you know, the key things they need to have in place as they launch their company. When we come back, we're going to dig into it. Great. I, I, I took a second look at it for, for you. If it's Monday afternoon, your business matters. We'll be right back. Yeah, local biz now, where your business matters. You are listening to the number one talk business radio show in all of North Carolina. We're coming to you from our Burner Cigar Studio, where they serve premium cigars and have uh, exceptional cigar smokers, some of the best in the world. Premium cigars, great people, life is good at Burners, go on by there and tell them uh, that Joe sent you. I'm here with Chuck Cooper. Chuck has written a book. He is the uh, founder of Whitewater Consulting, and the book is called Unprecedented, and it is just an exceptional book to help small business people, mainly around personnel issues. That's a is that's a fair statement. It, it is fair. Is really I mean, what we looked at was really the top issues that most entrepreneurs have, and it has comes back to company culture, back to employees and communication. Okay, 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 okay. So, 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 so let, let, let me ask you a few questions here. All right, let's go. Okay. Number one, you've got here um, decide whether to build an HR team or outsource. Yes. When and how do I decide to do that? Obviously, I was at 175 and still trying to do it myself. Whoops. Yeah, right. yeah most of the time. <laughs> Looking back, I, I now laugh at that, right? Like, boy, that was a mistake, right? No, and I think that's something that, honestly, as an entrepreneur puts together their business plan, this is one of those areas that they they need to have some clarity around as far as how they're going to handle HR and their personnel before they even launch their business. And so, obviously, when they first start, things are going to be small. Yeah, but they're, I, they're when doing I'm everything. getting started, I, I don't know that I know when I'm going to need this help, right? Well, the reality is most of the time, most entrepreneurs, we don't know what we don't know. And when it comes to the people side, there's so much liability today versus what there was 20 years ago or 30 years ago. That Again, we need to be able to have some policies and some resources in place, whether that's a person that has some understanding of HR or whether we want to partner with an outside resource that will actually take on some of that liability. For right. Us. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I got so, another one for you. So um, the takeaways that I get from, from your book, you literally, that's what I love about your book. You literally put those takeaways on, on the back of the book, right? Right. And so... 
One of the things you talk about is how to do the outsourcing. That's really where you come in, right? So I could call you and say, Chuck, okay, all right, all right. I'm not going to manage 175 people on my own anymore. How do I do this? <laughs> yeah, and so th when you look at the, the HR world, you have really three options. You can build your H own HR team internally and in-house. And there's some uh, there's really some advantages to doing that. I mean, obviously, you've got somebody that's on your payroll 24-7. They've got a vested interest in your company, um, and you've got, them, you've got access to them 24-7. Or you can look at doing the HR outsourcing options, which there's two of those. One of those is called a PEO, or Professional Employer Organization. A PEO, there's about 450 of those companies in the U.S. today. They basically have got tens of thousands of small businesses that they provide the HR services for and the employee benefits for. And that in that model, you're basically saying, all right, business partner, I want you to handle this on my behalf. And that allows you to really stay focused on growing your company, managing your expenses and controlling your liability. I did that with the actual pain of the, the, the staff, but not of the managing of the day-to-day -day and, and also these... The, uh, yeah. These many, many issues that came Correct. up. Correct. And so, I mean, in, so you look you know, uh, in the marketplace today, you've got companies like ADP and Paychex, and, and there's a list of companies out there. But ADP and Paychex are your two big ones. They handle most of the payroll for small and mid-sized companies. Even within those organizations, though, they've got other divisions that do, they will handle all of the HR for their clients as well. And so, again, you're paying a fee for every employee that you put right. into that relationship. So sometimes it can be cost prohibitive to do that. Right, right. And that's why we all slow at moving in this is to try and save dollars. Absolutely. Uh, and I've learned that as much as I think I'm brilliant, dealing with people, it, it absolutely is not, it really has nothing to do with how good or skilled you are. It's about timing. They oh. tend to, they tend to, the problems they bring tend to be when you don't want to think about them, right? <laughs> you know? and, and it's usually those things that are keeping you up at night. That's right. That's right. Yes. That's right. Okay. So I, in your book, you talk about racism, racism, isms. I want to get into that, but I know you brought something that you want to talk about. So let's talk about what you want to talk about. And then if we get time, I want to talk about how to deal with racism because it is such a, it's this issue that never seems to go away, right? Every time we think we got control of it, 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 it Every four years, it comes back it up. Comes back. That's right. That's a good point. So if we got time, I want to talk about it. Okay. But but for you, what did you bring that you want to talk about? So I, what I found was, as we start starting off 2024, I found an article the other day that really lists out the top five priorities for HR leaders um, in the U.S. for this year. And I thought it was really interesting because it starts off with the number one challenge that, business, that HR leaders have right now is really focused on leadership and manager development. So, so making sure that the people that are leading the, the staff are capable and qualified. Correct. Not just in the role that they have for if it's a sales manager being good at sales, they also have the skill sets to be able to lead the people. Right. And that's where what's really interesting when I look at this list that they came up with, with manager training, organizational culture, you know, HR technology. These first three really tie in so well with the interviews that I did with, with uh, business owners back in 2023, where we talked to about 1,200 business owners. Um, and we ident identified through those conversations, the top three, top four 
areas that they were challenged with, and it overlays exactly with what this report is And, and I want showing. people to hear that, 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 Chuck, you're here not because I like you. Well, you do that Because I, I, I don't like you. Julie obviously likes okay, you. Okay, gotcha. You understand. Because you're really good at this. You know this. And it's not just Chuck's opinion. It really is the research that you have done. I mean, it comes out in your book. It comes out in the conversations we have. When you call Chuck, you're getting real quality information, not just what Chuck feels like saying at the time. That's, that's certainly what our intent is, and we pride ourselves in trying to in bring in, being a very objective with the guidance that we provide to our clients. The, at the end of the day, Joe, with the work we do, we we do our best to gather information about our clients' business, and we we do our best to be able to present them with the options and the data that they need to make the best right. decision for their company. Okay. Did you have another? So so I think with regard to this um, this list. You know, organizational culture is something that was really important in 23. It's also remains very, very important in 24. Because people care where they are in the pecking order? Well, I think it's more about be, do they do people that work for your organization, do they subscribe? Is there alignment with the values of the organization and them personally? Do they feel like that the work that they are doing, that it is bringing value to the company and not just to the company, but to their communities that they are a part of and society in general? And then at the end of the day, do they feel like they really belong to that organization? And I think that's there's such a we, we, we talk about in our work that we do, we talk about engagement all the time. And I think in some cases we're actually asking the wrong questions. We're trying to figure out the engagement level when we should be trying to figure out are people that are working for us, are they coming away from the work they do? Are they fulfilled in the work they do? If they, if they are fulfilled and they feel like they belong, your, your engagement levels are going to go up, productivity goes up, and turnover goes down. And that really, in my opinion, is why you need somebody to help you do that. Because I can't do that and run the business yeah. and do that on the customer side, right? Like, that's what I'm doing to please my customer and the client. Exactly. Right? So, no, I think that's exactly. where... Exactly. You, yeah, I knew. you knew I was going to go there, didn't you? I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that that is where, um, again, the business owners and those that are in the, in the C-suite, they need to be focused on, again, managing their company. And they need to have a partner. And if they're going to if they're going to have somebody internally that's handling HR for them, they need to not only hire them, but they also need to trust and empower them to do their jobs. Because these things that we're talking about, the the new aged employee wants, right? The new the, the new staff member they want these things. They demand these things. You understand, right? And and because of that, it is really time consuming. Mm -hmm. And trying to do that and actually run the business gets almost impossible. Well, it, so you got that from the business owner level. That's where that's one of the things that a lot of people that are in manager roles today are feeling that same pressure, because they are they are essentially operating from a checklist and they're spending more time in meetings to get ready for work than they are in actually doing the work and leading their people. So rather than leading a team today as we have for decades, it's more about leading a series of individuals. So we have to get to know Joe. What is it that makes you tick? What's important to you? Especially now that 40% want to work from home. Exactly. Exactly. So, exactly. Go so, ahead, say it, Chuck. Own it, Chuck. Own it. Exactly. I, I, 
You fell right into it. All the time. (laughs) But I think, to to your point, though, when you're talking about how we work and where we work, I mean, we were always working from the office in one location. Then the pandemic hit. Then we were working all remote. We've seen the pendulum actually start to swing back this last year to where we are. More companies are are having a return to work, a return to office setting for their people to come to. There's a lot of pushback still in that area today. But I think where we're going to settle out is going to be more in the hybrid model. So you're having people in the office Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesday, Thursday, they're working from a, a different location. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've learned something also. There are good managers and leaders because some of us know how to manage and lead based on not on pure performance, not on how much time you spend or when you spend that time is the job getting done. And if you've never done that before, it's it's that in itself could be a learning curve. Yeah, as far as how we go about measuring the performance of right, our employees, right. it's not based on the hours. And that's where I think a lot of business owners, we feel most comfortable seeing people in the office, knowing the butts are in the seats, and we have confidence that they're working. Whereas if they're off-site and maybe they're working at 3 o'clock in the, you know, in the afternoon or they're working at 10 o'clock at night, that's right. the work's getting done. Right. So how we go about measuring that performance is really important. Right. And, and my experience is because of the, the travel, they no longer... They are willing to spend a little bit more time in the business. Absolutely, they are, for sure. Yeah. You wanted to say exactly. You were <laughs> going to say exactly. Chuck, let's take a break. We'll Thank right you back. so much. You are listening to Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnone. If it's Monday afternoon, your business matters. We will be right back. <laughs> exactly. Man, I remember that happened the last time, too. <laughs> By listening to the number one talk business show in all of North Carolina, live from my sexy Burner's Cigar Studio. Uh, Burner's is the home of fine premium cigars and cigar smokers, uh, premium cigars, and exceptional people. You can find both of those at uh, Burner's Cigars in uh, Burkdale Village. Go by there, tell them Joe sent you, and your first cigar is free. I did say free. Go on by there. Uh, you are listening to Local Biz Now, where your business matters. My co-host is Chuck Cooper. Ch- Chuck is the founder of Whitewater Consulting, uh, author of Unprecedented. Chuck, my friend, thank you for being here, buddy. It's been a pleasure. So, um, our next guest is Derek Milos. Is it Milos? Milos. Yes, Milos. Okay. Not not Milos. DIP coding. Um, Derek and I met um, through a referral, and um, you probably heard me talk about him while he was up on my roof painting my house. I was giving him some props um, a couple of weeks ago, and so I thought we'd try and get him get him on the air. Actually, probably a little bit longer than a couple of weeks ago. Been a month or so. Yeah, month and a half. So, Derek, uh, thank you for being here, my friend. I really. To appreciate yeah, it. You, you are, yeah, you are the welcome. owner of DIP Coating, which is a uh, local painting company out of Troutman, correct? Yeah, yeah, out of Troutman. Been here five, four years out of Troutman, five years in North Carolina, and uh, come from a family of painters business and from Chicago. Moved here. I hear dream. a little. I hear a little of Chicago. I, I hear yeah. a little bit of that attitude. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. When it's, 
We got better pizza. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt about that. that. We got good bears pizza. or Packers. You're close. Ooh. Uh, well, I, I, I like the Bears, but the Packers always win. Okay, so. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but yeah, it's been good. It's been a good five years here in North Carolina. It's been good to me. It's been good to the business, and uh, move the family here on a dream a little bit, a little faith. Really? And yeah. Yeah. I mean, You're we, one of those guys. Yeah. Tell yeah, me one of those. Tell guys. me about that because I moved here on yeah. faith. Well, it w- it was a leap of faith. So yeah. I'll, I'll be 43 next month. So five years ago, about 37, and uh, 37, 38, and it was getting getting older in my career, and I've been in this painting business for about uh, just between uh, just before uh, 2001 when I started, uh, right around 9/11 actually. That's pretty much when I say I started the business. And we've been looking to get out of Illinois for a long time because the winters are long, taxes are high, and it's not a very big uh, business friendly state. So uh, North Carolina was on our radar, and it's beautiful, hmm. and um, and here here we are. So, so so my father was a district manager for A and P for thirty seven years. He retired, moved to Atlanta, and started a painting business. And the first thing he said to me, the first time I saw him when he started a business, was he said, "Son." I've made more money last year painting houses than I ever did working 37 years in, <laughs> in, in A&P as, as a district manager. Um, so, so I know a little something about your business and the industry, right? And um, I'm curious, did you literally, because your family was in it, always know that was going to be how you were going to make a living? I mean, how, how, how did you get, did you wake up on a Tuesday and say, okay, I'm going to start painting? No, no. I actually, my, my dream was to be a meteorologist or a uh, tornado storm chaser. That was my dream as a young man. You wanted to be a storm chaser. I wanted to be a storm chaser. You or, saw or that movie Twitzer, and you wanted to be I want to be in that tornado. Okay. And, uh, That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Big big turnaround. But my, my father started a painting business back in Chicago in the 70s, which my brother took over in the late 80s. And um, we're 18 years difference with my brother. And as I was, you were a mistake, no doubt about it. You know, I was that second child. Yeah, oops, oops, baby. And so we just, uh, I wasn't going anywhere to college. You know, just wasting my time. And I just said, you know, I'm going to start my career in the family painting business. And um, at that point, I was in California. My family moved to California, moved back to Chicago to work in the family business, and uh, spent seven years there, um, primarily in the uh, industrial and heavy commercial. That's where I cut my teeth in the industry. So um, had a little falling out in the family business, and it went, no, these things happen. I absolutely, these things happen. <laughs> and ever since then, I, you know, I, I tried to get out of the business, tried to get back into something. By that time, I'm I'm pushing in my late twenties. I don't know, you know, this is where I put my time and my effort. Right. You know, I kind of had a uh, little midlife crisis at 27 years old. Like, what am I doing? And um, couldn't get out of the business. I knew enough people, and I just and I started up a little truck and a dream. And uh, and went independent, and I've been independent ever since then for 15 years now, and uh, five years here in North Carolina. So, do you have employees here as well? Yeah, I've got I got right now we've got three full time employees. Okay, uh, it fluctuates, but right now we are in a growing season. So, you know, I have been uh, the technician. I, I have been the man of many hats, spinning lots of oh plates. yeah, and so I'm really trying to uh, get out of that that this year, and uh, not be so hands on. You know, my father, uh, which which is my experience with with the painting industry in general. I've got I've got some friends that own one of the largest painting companies in the area. Mm-hmm. They do all the um, you know the spec homes and the the 
what do you call those? The one home after another. My mind kind of went blank on yeah, that. Yeah, spec home, row home. Uh, you know. yeah, yeah. So okay. anyway, uh, track homes. That's track homes. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. I couldn't yeah. get it. I was looking for your help, Chuck. I, did, I didn't get it. <laughs> I, sorry about yeah, it. I'm sorry. I didn't Chuck, know. Chuck, there's a reason co-hosts are here, okay? So read, read your mind and fill in the gaps. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the point that I was making is he said that the, one of the most tricky things for him to do is learn how to price. Mm. And he used to do it based on how much time it would take him, right? right. And he said, as I got better at it, <laughs> I was getting more jobs because I realized it wasn't taking me as long to do something. Right, right. Is it about time that you do the price? How, how, how have you come to that, that, that conclusion? Because you and I met... Because of referral, because I was look, there was a number in my head, right, that I I wanted for this job, and you happened to hit it. Right. So I mean, I second get myself all the time. I've been doing this for seventeen years, fifteen independent, or a little more. But um, I guess for me, at the end of the day, is it's it's time and materials. Sometimes it's a square footage price if I'm doing off of blueprints, but. Every job's different. You know, I can get a phone call. Right. Sometimes people's like, you know, I have this and this, and you know, what what do you charge per square foot? And I and I said, you know. I can give Let you. Let me just come out. I need look. to come out and give you a free estimate <laughs> right. because I can't. You know, I can't justify right. being too high or being too low. I mean, it's not fair to either of us. <laughs> right. You know, you know what I mean. So that's that's the way I look at it. And for you, um, now that you're a family man, right? That mm-hmm. this. When did this job that you've given yourself turn into a business? Did, did you mm-hmm. always see it because of your family background? I'm going to make this a business, or did you start off? You know what? I'm going to I'm going to paint so I can make money. Like when did it mentally right. become this business for you? I would say probably uh, well, my second child. You know, my we have four now. So my second child. Oh man, you busy, man. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, <laughs> we know how to have fun at Milo's house. I, we better get a paintbrush in their hand, man. We, <laughs> we need lots of jobs. That's right. That's right. That's and right. Uh, so, yeah, probably about that, that second child when I, you know, really dug in more that this is more of a career. Like, this is it. This is this is where I'm settling in. This is where I'm settling in, whether you know I like it or not. But I, I do enjoy it. I like to see the transformation. I've always liked work with my hands. It's the probably the quickest, cheapest, and most economical transformation you can do when you're doing a painting project to your home, business, office, whatever facility right. that, you, that you need the transformation, you know. So, Chuck, this is, a, this is a guy who I can see running into the exact same problem I ran into, which is he starts to build his business up and then looks back and realizes, oh, I need HR, oh, I need better marketing, oh, I need somebody in the office. I, I'm mm. curious, Chuck, do you see yourself... Um, because the modern day business guy, right, Mm -hmm. um, has all of these different pieces. Correct. You know what I mean? And the old school, and and I'm afraid to tell you, buddy, you kind of running. School. Yeah, I'm yeah, I know. You, you, but the, yeah. you got that from your daddy, right? right, that, you, right. You, you're not my age to be old school, <laughs> but you got that from your daddy. I'm stubborn. So, so yeah. you're right in the middle of that where there's yeah. some things you're going to need to grow. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about those things? Because the new world is making us, you know, old yeah, school we, people think differently. Yeah, we got to adapt. We had to transition. And that's where I'm not, um, I'm not the keenest on that. And I've fought it for so many years. But actually, this past year, I've had uh, I got a virtual assistant on my side. Okay, Heather Cottle, uh, virtual assistant. She's been fantastic. She's doing my my uh, social media and plugging a lot of things. And she's gonna we're gonna branch onto some things this year. So that takes a lot of load off me in that aspect. Um, I, I just upgraded the fleet. Got another fleet vehicle coming in, and uh, have a, a superintendent that I'm looking at right now to run the field. So 
we are, this is the year of transition and growth, I believe. How do you, how do you guys go about finding talent? Um, it, it, word of mouth, I guess, from the people within. Um, I have hired through, through agencies, and, but it's, t- it's tough out there in the contract trade, especially in the painters. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, to be as successful, you, know, you made something of a point about making a lot of money in the, in the paint trade, and yes, you can, but you got to be sober and you got to show up. <laughs> and, and that's he says that like that's hard. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to find those people. Yeah. Yeah. What um, what would you look back over your years of being in business? Mm-hmm. What's been from your perspective? What's been a couple of your highlights? Uh, well, my highlights have really been um, being able to be uh, very diverse. I'm able to, what I bring to the table was different with DIP coatings is that uh, we not only do residential painting, but we do commercial and we do light industrial. Since I started off on the industrial side of things, I know way, uh, things, you know, I've worked in jobs that have done, uh, you know, 50,000 square foot facilities. And the University of Connecticut, I've, I ran a project over there when I was with my family business. So uh, big things that I've done here in Charlotte, we did the Steve Smith uh, Daymark Recovery a new location that's right next to Bojangles. Actually, okay. last year I painted that. So we're di- we're diverse in a lot of our applications and our knowledge. So we can bring, um, we can do a lot with the little talent that we have or the little force that we have. I'm 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 curious. What's a good buyer profile for you, right? What, what kind of client are you looking mm-hmm. for? You know, I I mean, I'm sure it's not Joe who wants you to paint five windows, right? So right. what kind of client are you looking for and say that's a that's a if if you're interested in this, I can help you. Yeah, uh, commercial builders. I'm looking for commercial builder contracts, um, direct to owner to manufacturing, um, people who are pro- uh, property management and commercial uh, real estate, um, and regular residential real estate agents. Direct to owner is what I really like to do, but I like to stick into commercial. So if somebody's listening right now and needs mm-hmm. some painting done, uh, how can they reach you? They, they can reach me at, through my website at dipcoatings.com. They can fill out a uh, submit form for a contact request. Uh, they can also reach me at the phone number at 980-292-1450. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. You're talking to Derek with DIP Coding. Yeah. You are listening to the number one talk business show live in North Carolina. Coming to you from the new Burner Cigar Studio, premium cigars, and exceptional people at uh, Burners in uh, Burkdale Village. Please go by there and tell them Joe sent you and your first cigar is on me. I did say that. I'm buying the first one. Um, we hope we inspire, inform, and entertain you here at WSIC. This is Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnone, where your business matters. My co-host for the entire month is Chuck Cooper. He is the founder of Whitewater Consulting and the author of Unprecedented. And I have a buddy, whether he will will accept it or not, Derek Milos, uh, the owner and founder of DIP Coatings. Uh, Derek, my friend, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So you were up on my home painting my house and I was mm-hmm. talking about you um, about a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that in Impressed me about you. The minute I met you, I don't know why you just Chuck. Tell me if you're wrong. If I'm wrong here, you just trust him. Sure, he's from Illinois originally. That's why. I, is that what? It, <laughs> something about him. I just trusted him. I just like cool man. You got the job. Good, do it right. Something about that. No. Um, 
I think it was your credibility and that you were genuine and this is what I can do and this is how I can do it. Period. Done. Right. Um, do you hear that a lot or is that just Joe saying that? No, I, you know, I, I do hear that quite a bit. Uh, I think I just come across honest and, um, and we, in the company, try to have uh, integrity in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we say we're good. What we say we're going to do, we do. Which and, is so impertinent in the yeah. service business because I don't get that with you. Understand <laughs> with everything. That I'm it's, it, it's it's a hard quality to find out there. Sometimes it's just hard to find a contractor that will show up. Hey, yeah, you have to battle. It's, if you show up, you might get jobs. Exactly. No. <laughs> it's good for me. So, so um, one of the challenges with a business like yours mm-hmm. is that anybody, Joe, right, who right. not only can't paint, right, right. <laughs> doesn't know how to paint, could go get him a truck and a paintbrush and knock on the door and say, let me paint. Right, right. How do you deal with this? Because there are different levels of people that are skilled and capable. Correct. Of doing this, you impressed me as somebody that just, I didn't know at the time that, you know, this is third generation, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but somehow you expressed that in the conversation that we had. Because I, I have to think you run into these, you know, Joe in a truck competitors all right. the time, which is a big challenge for service-related businesses. Yeah, it is. It is a big challenge because you're fo- constantly fighting that price point. You know, they might be lowering the market where it can't be. You know, we we're fully insured, and um, you know, workers' compensation and general liability. So all my clients are protected as well as my workers, and my competition doesn't have that, you know, all the time. So um, it, it is tough, but a lot of times, sometimes we come behind them, and I get business because of their their flawed, and they get fired from projects, and I and I and I have to clean up their stuff. So that's okay. <laughs> so that's added benefit. So, so uh, somebody heard us talking um, mm-hmm. off the air, and she wanted to thank Wilton for agreeing to take a picture. Mm. Oh, uh, so, that, that's got to be my virtual assistant. Okay, okay, uh, that's, uh, I would think so because okay. she's always working for me all the time. Okay, around the clock, she's wonderful. Well, then tell her that nobody likes Wilton. She she needs to be aware. <laughs> We're going to get that yeah. picture yeah. of Derek. He's a, he's a handsome man, mm-hmm. and we're going to put it on the book, and we're going to give it so you guys can um, uh, call him if you have anything that needs to be done, big or small. Again, buddy, if they wanted to reach you, how can they reach you? Yeah, they reach me at DIPCodings, that's with an S, dot com. Uh, some middle form there, see our work, see what we do. And uh, direct phone number is 980-292-1450. And, and you could go to WSIC mm-hmm. Facebook, and Julie has put that number on there as well. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you, Julie. So, so I'm curious. Walk me through the. You no longer have family members involved in your business, correct? Do you call them and ask their opinion or their advice as you're trying to grow your business? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my father's probably my biggest asset because he's he's so knowledgeable. He's ran three businesses before, and he knows the trades. He's just very business oriented and successful. So I can bounce things off him all the time, and uh, I gleam off him. So, right. Absolutely. Do you see yourself trying to grow the business to a certain level? Because I got a lot of service mm-hmm. uh, clients that say, here's what I'm after. Two yeah. trucks, three trucks. Now, right. here, this is what I'm after. Do you have in your mind's eye like a, a size that you're comfortable going towards? 
No, I think I'd like to see, maybe, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I'd kind of just let to see where the wind blows. I'm, I'm up for whatever comes my way. I mean, I've, uh, you know, quoted some large projects, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars and that we can take. I know when to say yes and when to say no. If the company does grow, if I am blessed to, to, to have six trucks out there and uh, 14 crews, then maybe I'll pursue that. But I'm, I'm comfortable with having, right now, if I was to say, I'd say I'm comfortable just having four to six people. Right. You know, because that's a lot to keep. Oh, yeah. It There's is. no doubt about it. That's a lot to, to, to manage. Well, and, and I don't ask this of everybody. I ask of a guy like you because I can tell you could manage more, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, not a lot of the service people that I talk with really get how challenging it is right. to expand and grow a service business. I can tell based on your background, you could in fact manage more mm -hmm. if you wanted to. Right, right. And I, and I think there's a fine line. I think at, at a certain point, you might you might overstep your bounds. You might grow too much where the margins really aren't there if you would have just stay, scaled back and stayed at $2 million, Right. And you're trying to maybe double that to $4 million, but, you know, your, your liability and everything out there is so great. It's not worth it. And, Chuck, that statement tells me he absolutely gets he it. He gets it. He did, there, you're absolutely correct. Right. There really is a number. that, just, and, and it's kind of hard to tell because right. the economy might give you that number, right? You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You got you to gotta roll with it right now. So that's why I kind of like being under the radar. I can kind of stay mm -hmm. under the radar and not have to be such a big guy and be so inflated when, you know, times get tough. If there is a recession coming on, you know, I can I can skate through that. So what advice would you give the person that's thinking about starting a plumbing business in a truck, you know, and mm -hmm. starting a, a heating and air conditioning business? You know, what, what, what do you give? What advice you give those people that are thinking about it? They're working for somebody else right now or they're just getting started. What advice would you give them? I guess uh, look at your boss and look at his life. And do you want that? Do you want those headaches? Do you want to do, do you want to be able to are you able to, to 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 take on that management? Because so many people think that they I've had this happen to me. They work for me five years and they go off on their own and they don't make it. Chuck and I were just talking about it ain't I make this look easy. It it's not easy. It's not easy. So that's my only advice. Other than that, if you think you can do it and you have it, uh, you know, then then God bless you. Go for it and uh, just be a man of integrity. Do what you say you're going to do. Show up and, and don't overgrow too quick. Outside of your dad, do you have any other business coaches or mentors? Um, well, he fights yeah. with his brother every now and then, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I got three, I know. Yeah, unfortunately. No, no, not that not that come to mind. You know, I mean, my uh, my biggest uh, coach would be my wife. Okay. You know, that, I mean, that's, Fair that's she's an ally, you know, and mm -hmm. stuck with me through. Does through she her. help you in the business at all? Uh, yeah, she... Uh, not so much in the books or anything like that, but she, she is supportive in a lot of ways and gives me insight, even though she doesn't know the trades and, and stuff, but she can she can calm me down or see things, especially within employees, mm -hmm. uh, that I can't see. So, and that really, that really does help me a lot. That's awesome. So we've talked mm -hmm. a lot about your business. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about your family life. Family life is, 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 is business. Chaos. Time. He's yeah. got four got kids four. running around nonstop. <laughs> One's driving next next month or two couple months. Going to be sixteen, already learning. So that's that's wild. Um, Go ahead and give them all a shout out. Yeah. So, they, so, so we so have shout them out. List, you know, my wife Rochelle, high school sweethearts, met in junior year. 
Uh, you got married in 2006, so I've known her more more than uh, I don't know her. And, <laughs> and I told my wife, you know, I've been living with you longer than I was living with my mama. Uh, so <laughs> I got it. I, I, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know, I, I remember it. the first time she moved in with me in, a, in an apartment, it hit me the day before she came because she came from California. I was living in Chicago. I said, you know, she's coming and she's not leaving. <laughs> She's coming. She's not like, I didn't get that. I'm like, okay. And she hasn't left that. It's been the best thing for me, though. It's been the best thing. But I got my oldest daughter, Kaylin, and youngest daughter, Rebecca, 15, 8. She's 7, my youngest daughter. And I have a 11-year-old son, Nathan, and a 9-year-old boy, Evan. And they're all blessings to me. So we, we have a good time. We go to the beach every year. We just did Dollywood for Christmas this year. We like to travel. Uh, heavily involved in our church, you know. Uh, Jesus is a big part of our family. Uh, he, you know, he reconciled my marriage. That's a whole other long story. Uh, but this is a business show. Yeah, this, this is not a counseling show. <laughs> but without him, there'd be no business. Amen. So, amen. amen. I got you. But uh, yeah, so it's pretty cool. I married my high school sweetheart. You can write a book about it. And uh, you know, we've gone through so many trials and tribulations that our relationship's really deep. Because of that. So I'm, I'm curious, how is it packing things up and moving to another city? I, mm. I meet so many yeah. people that do that. It just, it doesn't, you know, I'm a, listen, I, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't mind taking a calculated risk, right? Yeah. But I've lived in Charlotte, Mecklenburg area for 40, 50 years, right? <laughs> oh, wow. So so for me, this move that you just did, it it really does seem scary. Yeah, it, it is. It is because you don't know if you're going to have to go back or what's going to happen. But you know, you, you live once, and that's what you have to do. You gotta, you got, you gotta do it. But uh, once we moved, we're never moving again. <laughs> you know, never moving again. Okay, my friend, thank yes. you so much. Hey, thanks for having me, Derek Milos, DIP Coding. You can get his information on uh, Facebook, WSSC Facebook. I'm here with Chuck Cooper, founder of Whitewater Consulting. He will be back here next week if I can't convince him otherwise. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate I'm, it. I'm looking forward to coming back. You are listening to Local Biz Now, where your business matters. We will see you next week. The new 105.9, 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, W290DK, Mooresville, Blake Norman, North Charlotte.